Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. I love supporting my local scene. I'm very excited to always have on bands, but it's a little more meaningful for me to be able to have on local bands. I always appreciate and am willing to help out whoever I can with this platform. And this episode was a little special, a little more than the others. And that's because a long time ago, and you can go back in the archives, it's well documented that I used to do these email interviews. And to be honest, they didn't last that long. I think I might've done like six or seven off the top of my head. And at the time, I remember I was at work. This is when I was working two jobs. I had this sudden interest. I was like, you know what? I was like, I, I want to do something more, maybe something cool, start a zine or something. And the thing that came to mind, I had a friend who used to do uh, these email interviews and he gave up on it. And I asked him for some pointers and I just reached out to some people. And to my surprise, I got some awesome feedback and people willing to answer my random questions and there were times that I'd send out emails and would never get them back, but it's okay because uh, fast forward to now, some of those bands that never replied to my email have come on the podcast, which I, I think is awesome because I never uh, wanted to stop supporting. I was bummed. I never got the emails back, but it's okay. We switched platforms. We went from email interviews to podcast, and I feel like this is a way better platform because there were times when I would get the emails back and the answers to some questions I thought were fine, but I wanted to go a little deeper, but I couldn't because it was hard enough just to get them to respond to the one email and I don't want to go back to try to get more. So when I do this, I have them on the line and I can just talk for days and I can just pick their brain. So I'm very happy to have transitioned to this, but going way back and I just went on some weird tangent, but going back to why this podcast is special is because Nick from Wise, he did one of my email interviews way back in the day, and I was really, really grateful for him willing to take the time to do that, especially when I didn't need uh, or excuse me, he didn't need to give me that support. So I really appreciate him doing that way back then. And I'm really happy that he was still down to support me, especially in this new adventure. And he's the first of those people from the email generation to come on to the podcast. And it was special for me because I felt like he got to see the growth and he was a part of the original clan. So he's here now. And I was really happy to have brought him over. I love Wise. I love Southern California Hardcore. And I hope you guys enjoy them too. Great band. Been around since 2017. So check them out if you haven't. And without further ado, welcome Nick to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. What's going on? 
Yeah, before we start, I have to mention um, we're kind of making history here on the podcast um, way back when um, I used to do these email interviews and you're now the first person to have um, been on the podcast and have done one of those email interviews. So this is kind of cool to kind of see it come full circle with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember uh, doing that one. I was actually just thinking about that um, before we made the call. Um, it's cool. I didn't know that no one else has done it. So I feel honored. Well, thank you. I, I appreciate you slipping down uh, to you know help me out and you know support what I'm doing. So I, I definitely appreciate that. Oh yeah. So um, for those who aren't fam- like familiar with you or with Wise, can you talk about um, how you got into hardcore and how you ended up in California? Yeah, yeah. Um, so. For anyone that doesn't know, um, I'm the singer of Wise. My name's Nick. Um, I grew up, my dad was in the military, so I grew up moving around a lot, but we, my family kind of settled down in Virginia. Um, and that's kind of where I first started going to shows. Uh, I think in like seventh or eighth grade, a friend of mine was playing like H2O or something like that. And I was just like, it, it just like caught my ear and I was, it almost sounded like stuff I was listening to at the time. Cause I was listening to like stuff like set your goals and stuff like that. Just like pretty corny pop punk shit, but it kind of like was pretty similar sort of in a way. And I was, and it kind of just caught on. And then another friend of mine showed me Gorilla Biscuits and just started like listening to stuff out like that. And then started going to shows pretty, pretty young. I think I was like four, 13 and 14 when I went to like my first real show. That's pretty awesome that you're able to uh, catch on that young because um, like I started when I was like 14 and that was back in uh, 2002. So uh, I, I think it's cool that you got in at an early age because um, you've been around and you, you uh, definitely got to see like the all different sides of hardcore because uh, right. there's definitely phases. I, I feel like every different type of hardcore is um, like the more popular style at one point. And I feel like it's just a cycle. So um, somebody who's mm-hmm. been around as long as you, uh, I'm sure you've been able to see the entire cycle. Yeah. Yeah. It's been, I mean, yeah, I started going to shows like 2009, 2010. And yeah, if anyone's been around that long, like, obviously you've seen like changes and stuff and obviously before me, like I don't like sounding like I've been around a long time, but, um, yeah, I mean, you also like come to appreciate a bunch of different styles of music and like other bands that fall under the umbrella of hardcore. So it's, it's pretty cool to see like all the bands that come out and everything like that. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, 2009, that's like uh, 11 years. I feel like that's a pretty uh, good chunk of time. And I feel like sticking around for that long, you definitely get to, um, figure out your taste in hardcore because for me, I didn't like everything like right off the bat. There's definitely been bands that I had to revisit that I, I didn't realize that I actually liked until I got a little bit older. And I guess like my taste uh, matured a little. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Like when I was younger, 
I don't know. I used to listen to just anything that was like local. So it was a lot of just more like heavier stuff. Um, but that was like most of my friends came from like metal backgrounds and um, that kind of was just like what my group of friends was listening to. So I was, like, I've obviously kind of like migrated towards that stuff. But then I want to say in like one, whenever like the Mosh's Delight stuff started coming out, like probably like 2013 or 2014 that stuff definitely caught my ear and it from that but like i just like but like all those bands that fall into that honestly like that's where i usually lean towards i like like heavier stuff but it's not my personal favorite but i definitely like appreciate what a lot of bands that do that sound do you know yeah i i definitely get that i i feel like that's where I started with hardcore was the heavier stuff, but yeah. Um, as I grew, I started to explore like the faster stuff and I, I, I still like heavy hardcore, but I, I feel like, um, it, like certain bands just have to stick out to me. So it, it's, yeah. it's not my preferred, but I, I still enjoy it. Yeah. I, I honestly agree with that. So, when you moved to California, did, is that because your family moved or did you just um, want to leave Virginia? Um, so right now I live in San Diego and I was actually born here. Oh, okay. Um, like I said, my, yeah, yeah. My dad was in the military, so, um, I didn't really like grow up here, but, um, sometime in high school, like 10th grade or so, my parents got a divorce and, uh, my dad ended up going back to Indiana. That's where he lives now. And then my mom sticked around for a couple of years. But once I graduated high school, she moved back to out here to California. And um, I lived on my own. I moved up to Richmond um, in Virginia and I lived on my own for a couple of years. And my mom would always like shoot me texts and just be like, oh, you should come out here. You should just move out here. Um, you know, like there's still music out here. You can find friends, all this other stuff, you know what I'm saying? And um, at one point in time, I kind of just uh, really just missed being around family. Um, I'm not like the biggest family person, but it's always nice to just have, you know, people around that care about you no matter what. So um, I kind of just one day, like my mom was texting me and I was kind of just like, you know what? I think I'll just like do it. I kind of just, I just ended up coming out here and yeah, I've been out here for probably like almost three years now. And it's been, it's been awesome. And before you moved uh, back to San Diego, did you know anybody? Did you have any friends out here? Were you like in touch with uh, the scene at all? Or, or were you just coming out here blind? Dude, I was pretty blind, man. I knew um, Ishmael from Step for Change. Okay. Um, we were like pen pals almost. Like we used to talk all the time when I used to live back home in Virginia. Um, and I like, but other than him, honestly, as far as hardcore goes, I don't, I did not know anybody. Um, yeah, honestly. So it was pretty cool. Cause once I came out here, um, me and Ishmael ended up like linking up at a show. It was like, it's like the first week I moved here or something. It was once, I don't know if you remember, but step for change did something with the real cost. Um, like a little weekender or something like that. And, um, I just 
went to that show by myself and uh he just introduced me to all his friends and that's kind of how I like met a bunch of people that are now in like you know like this store and um Absar and then that led on to meeting other people and it was cool definitely appreciate all that if I remember correctly I went to the program day of, of that little run yeah 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 that's the one I was at yeah oh okay cool. so uh, that's the show that you guys linked up at yeah yeah and it was it was pretty cool because um it was like yeah it was like the first week I came here and I used to I still do now but even more so before I lived out here but I used to be like really big into just watching like live sets of all the bands that like on like YouTube and stuff and um I used to remember um just looking or watching a bunch of videos from program and I was always like damn that'd be so cool to see whatever and then that was the first show I had when I or went to when I moved out here so it was it was cool in all aspects damn that's crazy shout out step <laughs> for change I I, I'm a huge fan of that band and I, I think all those guys in that band are awesome. Uh, yeah. I, I, th I think it's interesting. Um, or how did you link up with uh, your band members? Cause uh, some of them live in San Diego. No. So oh. it's so funny. Okay. And um, I'll be, I guess I'll be the, the one to say it on air, but I'm the only one. So I'm the only one that lives in San Diego. Everyone else lives in LA Braxton lives in IE our guitarist but we a lot of people always put like on flyers or stuff like that that were from San Diego um but I think it's because for the longest time we didn't have like our own band camp or we don't have like any band social media or anything like that and so the only way you could have streamed our music was um through undertone which is just uh some homies down here in San Diego that run a label and I guess that's just um, where everyone got that from, but yeah, um, I'm the only one that's down here. So I always got to make the trek up to LA. I'm actually going to do that in a couple hours here for the, the weekend ahead, but yeah. Dang. That's, uh, that <laughs> kind of blows my mind because I, for some reason, I, I guess I just made it up, um, that I, I thought at least like one other person lived down in San Diego. I, I didn't realize it was only you. Yeah, it's pretty I guess it's like mostly perceived that for some reason that we are a SD band, but nah, I mean, Braxton comes down here every so often, but, um, nah, man, we usually like most of our shows are obviously up there. We usually practice up there. So I make the drive a lot. Um, but yeah, I, I just say we're a, I guess the Southern California band cause it's just too, too much to be like too specific, you know? Yeah, that reminds me of um, way back when I had Crystal from Initiate on and they just kind of claim Southern California as well because their members are all spread out and they didn't really want right. to claim one area. So I, I guess it's cool because yeah. I guess it's fine because like most of the time when people talk about uh, hardcore down here, it's not too often where they break it up. Um, you know, between LA, Orange County, San Diego, they kind of just like lump us all together into one, which is fine. Yeah. 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 That's, um, that's kind of what I got even before I lived out here was, uh, everyone, I just assumed it was all just like Southern California. Maybe there were bands that like claimed just like LA or any of that stuff, OC, but, um, it, I feel like to like the general crowd, it's just, I like, 
people that aren't from California, I guess it's just easier to say we're from Southern California. Um, even people here, like, yeah, I mean, I don't really care if people say we're from San Diego, but it doesn't, um, it's just funny because most everyone else just actually lives in LA. Yeah. And, and, um, I'm going to have to get used to making that switch from, uh, you know, <laughs> tagging you guys as a San Diego band. I'll, I'll make that switch into uh, just Southern California. Yeah. Um, I, I always found the uh, scene down there in San Diego pretty interesting. I uh, was uh, like, I would pop in every now and then because uh, growing up uh, out in the Palm Springs area, I would drive out to the Inland Empire or Orange County for shows. Um, and it was rare. Yeah, yeah. It was rare for like me and my friends to go to San Diego for a show. Like we would every now and then it was mm-hmm. um, like not super often, but like we would make the trek down there because uh it wasn't that far and there were some cool bands. Like I, I always talk about this band and they're from Fallbrook. It was this band called um, life or death. I, I think um, they were like, like highly underrated for their time. And uh, like even, you know, take offense has been around forever like great band. Yeah, yeah. So um, I, I, I always, I like San Diego hardcore, but I, I just feel like I, I never went down there enough. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like, I haven't been here long enough to really, I don't know, like as far as when, since I've been here, the shows, it, it kind of just like, it just depends on what, what's going on. Um, Cause I've played a couple shows, um, like not this past Sound and Fury, but the one last, the year before with, um, we played Che um, with, who was it? Second Sight, Eco Strike, and I think Abyss of Power. And um, it was okay. Like, the turnout wasn't as much as I would expect. Um, I think, like, 50 people came, which was still cool. Um, I just thought maybe more people would come. Um, but most people out here, like, re- like whenever, dude, whenever Take Offense plays down here, as, as you can imagine, um, it's always crazy. Straight up one of the coolest bands. Um when and then like i don't even think i've seen no i have whenever misery plays down here like bands like that they do super well um so i guess it just depends on like what kind of type of band um like style i guess um as far as hardcore um as far as like yeah like people showing up and stuff but i don't know i haven't been around too much to really i guess have a say on how all that goes but still cool i like going to shows out here man you bring up misery and i I, whatever happened to that band i I, they i feel like they (laughs) they were popping like so hard at one time and i used to tell people i'm like dude this band misery i i think this might be the best band from southern california like at that time and like i was telling everybody i'm like yo like you got to check this band out and then like they were hitting up like all the fests going on tour but then like i feel like they just kind of disappeared yeah, man. Um, going back to the, the whole like Southern California thing, I honestly thought that I didn't even, when I first moved here, I didn't even know Misery was like a San Diego band. I thought they were like, like LA or something just cause I just assumed, you know what I'm saying? Cause from an outside perspective, but when I moved out here, um, I actually, yeah, I got introduced, I got linked up with, um, a good friend of mine, Eric, 
um, who sings in Soul Power, and then Jose, um, who sings in Misery. And um, they both, well, Jose first is uh, who I met. He, like, linked me up with everyone in Misery. Like, I just, like, met all of them. So I've been around them enough. Um, and I don't know, man. I guess, like, life, I guess, kind of slowed things down with them. I don't know too much other than... I don't know, just I know that they're like they work a lot now. Um and I know that they've done so much then I don't know, they've like played one off shows here and there, but I at least haven't heard anything about them trying to do too much, unfortunately. Which sucks because yeah, I really like them and when they first came out they were like unbelievably pop and it was crazy. Yeah. Well, you know, it's still early in the year. Uh, who knows what's yeah, in store? Yeah, hope. yeah. Maybe they'll pop up and play, play a show. I, I think that'd be cool because I, I feel like, um, the, the stuff that they have, like it still holds up to this day and they could pop in. Oh and yeah. They're one of those bands that can play like basically on any bill and be fine. Yeah. I feel like even, I don't know, like 10 years from now, someone is going to like revisit that and just their music is going to, like still pop out as being pretty um, unique sounding as far as hardcore goes. And it's pretty, I don't know. It's cool. It's cool. I just, yeah, as a fan, like I, even as a friend, but as a fan, like, yeah, I wish they did more. Um, Cause I know that they're super talented, like musicians. So, yeah. Okay. So want to get back to wise um, you guys dropped a demo and, 2017 which feels like ages ago and um, yeah yeah. yeah, like literally like we i I talked about the demo um when we did the email interview so it's definitely been a minute um and then after that you guys dropped a two-song promo and i was like okay i guess that's like pretty consistent Mm -hmm. um they dropped the demo a promo and we should be expecting something soon but that was in 2018 fast forward to now we're at the beginning of 2020 can you talk about why there hasn't been a record and like what's been the holdup oh man um honestly i feel like the biggest thing has just been the distance um i mean even when we recorded it's crazy because we've done a lot and um off just a demo and we we talk about it amongst ourselves all the time about how we know it's been a while whatnot um but i know when we yeah when we put out that second release um it was honestly some like we we were planning like we're like because i mean if you've heard it and i know that we've like i remember hearing it on another podcast or something like that that someone was like dogging the the um what's the word like the recording because it was pretty pretty rough and Mm. we know it um but our whole thought process was to like, yeah, like go back into the studio, like shortly after that, um, and record something. Um, but it's, yeah, it's been a while. Um, it's really just been distance, man. And then, um, everyone has like other bands. I guess people just got caught, got caught up with doing other things. Um, but like I said, like throughout the whole entire thing, we've been like, we've done like a couple tours. We played cool shows. Uh, and I think the end of last year and hopefully like this year, I mean, we're planning to put out a record. We have most, it's basically done as far as like writing, we still have to go record it, but, 
Um, I hope moving forward we'll be more uh, active, I guess, as far as like recording music, because we definitely play shows all the time. Um, but yeah, I mean, I wish we could... Everyone in the band is just so like... Uh, we like to be on the same page, so it's just hard whenever we're all far apart um, and can't travel necessarily um, whenever, because it's hard to get five people together at one time sometimes, but I don't know, man. Hopefully, well, this year we'll definitely be putting out new music. I can put that on the record and then, yeah, we'll see what happens after that. I think it's like pretty like interesting and it's also like a testament to like how good that demo is and those promo songs for it to have been so long since you guys have put out anything new. But the fact that you guys are still able to play good shows, you guys made it onto Sound and Fury. You guys had a good reaction. I I feel like that's like pretty like rare for a band to, to be able to pull that off and have that kind of support from the community. Yeah, it's pretty crazy, man. It it's definitely crazy. Like, um, I mean, yeah, I'm not even. I've only lived here for a few years, but I mean, I've definitely made a handful of friends. Not more than a handful. Fuck, man. Like, a lot of really good friends, a lot of close friends now. Um, but really, it's just like most everyone else in my band that's been going to shows for however long, and a lot of people that I've met through them that like support us but also like them as individuals and it's a lot of just really just people just caring and it's pretty crazy but we're all super appreciative um yeah man i can't i don't know i can't even i can't believe that we played sound of theory off of like you said like just like a demo that was released a few years ago and stuff like that so everything that we've done super super humbling it's really cool can you go back and talk about what that moment excuse me what that moment was like for you guys to be up there on stage at sand and fury oh man that was awesome it was literally insane like i said when i was younger i used to be like super into like watching videos on youtube and stuff and i've watched all the sand and fury videos from like every single venue that they've had and uh never i even with this band like and all the stuff that we've done so far, I didn't ever think we'd like, we'd like, damn, it'd be cool if we played Sun and Fear, you know, but we never like knew it would even be a thing. And, um, when it happened, like, yeah, we opened up, I think the second day and I was just, just trying to take it all in, man, just appreciate everything. Um, I didn't think I was pretty con- like, I'm just one of those people. I was pretty concerned that, uh, not concerned, but like, um, I didn't know how much people was going to be there and it didn't really matter. Like I just wanted to have fun with everybody. But once we like, right before we started playing, um, I remember just like looking out and just seeing a ton of people there. And I was just like, damn, this is, this is going to be fun. And it was a cool, cool set. It's probably one of my favorites that probably actually my number one favorite set that we've ever played. So it was really cool. Really memorable. Yeah, I, I feel like in Sound and Fury's history, I, I feel like this venue or that venue, excuse me, um, is probably like the most epic 
Um, obviously there's like a lot of yeah. nostalgia and with like the Alpine Earl Warren, uh, the place in Oxnard and even the region. Um, those are cool, but I feel like, um, where they had it or where they have it at the, um, Belasco theater, just like the, just the way everything's set up and just like the architecture inside the building. I, I feel like it just makes it seem like, like a really big deal. I, I think it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I remember like, yeah, I remember when uh, they announced that it was at, um the venue this year i like said like i didn't i don't live in la so i don't know like much of like the bigger venues but um i remember seeing like pictures of it when it was announced i like googled pictures and i was like damn this looks this looks crazy and um yeah it, it definitely the setting um definitely added to the whole like you know, just making it all special. So it was pretty cool. Yeah. Shout out to the Blasco. I, I definitely enjoy that place just because right. the size of the venue is nice. It, you don't feel cramped. There's like a lot of space to move around and like, there's like a bunch of different places to like hang out, even like upstairs. There's just like the actual seats where you can just go and chill and not have to be in the pit area if, if you don't want to. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. And then the whole uh, back area too for the other shows upstairs too. It's a pretty cool setup that they have going on. Yeah, I I definitely enjoy that. And then even like putting the merch in the basement um, last year was cool. I, I felt like that was like a yeah. like a good move. That was sick actually, because um, I especially like as far as like foot traffic and stuff. It um, I think that was a super smart idea. It was really cool um, to like they just it seemed super organized this year, and um, it was cool. I hope that I don't know. I haven't heard obviously anything about it, but if it's there again. That'll be super cool. Yeah, I'm. I'm definitely looking forward to Sand and Fury this year with whatever they do with the fest. It should should be good. They, I feel like I, they always do a good job. Yeah, they'd be great, man. It's awesome. I like Sand and Fury a lot. So uh, recently, it was announced that you guys signed to Triple B Records. Can you talk about how you guys were approached to be on the label and why you guys um, decided to go with them? Yeah. Um... So let's see. I mean, I feel like, so let's like, I can't remember what show it was or around what time last year, but um, Sam's band, like Sam that runs Triple B, um, he sings in that band Warfare. And mm -hmm. I know that they're out. I think they played a show out here with Angel Dust or something last year. And um, he like shouted out, shouted us out and stuff. And at that time, at least myself, like I didn't, I don't think anyone knew him or really talked to him. Um, so it was, but like I didn't go to the show, but I heard an, a couple of us did go to the show and they like said he shouted us out and we were like, oh, that's pretty sick, but didn't really think anything of it, you know? And then um, we have some like, yeah, we have like friends that are on the roster on Triple B and um, they said that he's like talked to them about us but he never had talked spoken to us or anything so again we were kind of just like that's cool like it's really awesome that he even like notices acknowledges us you know um and then at time of theory actually after our set um he went up to alex um one of our guitar players and um i think alex knows him um to an extent so he yeah they were like just talking and then yeah, Alex just like 
gathered us up and he was like Sam asked to do a record um and yeah that's kind of how it came about and so since then we so yeah we've basically been planning it since uh Sam and Fury and then recently he hit us up to like let's actually announce it to the public and stuff and so we did that and now we just got to finish it it's pretty cool though man I can't like I said like I've far as as long as i've been going to shows like there's a lot of bands that i love that i've listened to for however long that have been on triple b so it's cool to join that roster and hopefully people enjoy the record once it comes out yeah i I feel like it seems like it's cool that uh they've been patient with you guys because what sound fury is like about like six months ago Mm mm-hmm so uh, yeah, I, I think it's cool. I remember seeing the announcement and I was like, all right, I was like, that's cool. I, I, I was like happy to see you guys um, get announced that you, you were um, signing to that record label because I feel like they do a really good job of like curating like great bands and it, it was cool to see um, you guys get that shine. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, I, it's crazy. It's definitely crazy. Like I think once, once the music comes out, it'll all definitely hit hit me even more. Um, but like I said, like kind of like what you said earlier, it's um, it's been a little bit since we put out music. So right now, I'm just kind of I I'm just eager to just, like get it recorded so we can finally say you know what I'm saying that music is about to be out and then finally put it out and just play just play like a bunch of new stuff and just have fun with it. Yeah, I I think it's awesome. Uh, you guys are you guys are playing, um, and this is being recorded on a Friday. You guys have two shows this weekend. Yep. Uh, well, we have a show this weekend um, with Dead Heat and Warfare and uh, Be All and All from Florida. It's uh it's like the Triple B showcase that Sam's doing out here for the weekend, and then next week we're doing a show with uh. Fury and Narrowhead um, and Distort, which will be a lot of fun too. Yeah, I, I um, you know, I, I got mixed up, but for some reason, I thought you were also playing the Fury show that's happening tonight. Nah, yeah, uh, um, no, nah, it's uh, gonna be the homies and Jinx and uh, Be All and all that are hot that are playing that show. Um, I think I'm gonna roll up though, so I'm gonna waiting right now for my girlfriend to get home and stuff but i definitely plan on being there tonight but i think we're just chilling for the night hell yeah um when you see alan tell him i said hello and would like to finally yeah, have, yeah. finally have him on the podcast I, I was bugging him in florida about it because him and i've been going back and forth for for a while just our schedules just haven't lined up yeah um dude i definitely i'll pass it on for sure i text that we talk just about every single day um and he he did mention that he said that um, you guys were playing or you've talked to him about trying to do the podcast. So hopefully he does it soon. But super excited to see them. Shout out Jinx. And I really like that Triple B is kind of doing these like pop ups around the U.S. Um, I, I I think it's really interesting because I, I feel like. Uh, like I don't think any other hardcore record labels um, doing anything like this right now. And um, the fact that they're tying the West Coast showcase to, to the pop up, I, I think is awesome. Uh, I, I love that 
they were able to get, um, you know, be all end all out here. And then, you know, you guys being new to the roster and you guys are able to play that. And then Warfare's record release and, you know, Dead Heat, uh, another newer signing. I, I feel like it's a super solid show. Yeah, yeah. It's super cool that um, he's been, I think he even went to like, uh, like Japan or something too um, with the pop-up. He did something crazy. Um, but yeah, I mean, Triple B, like, I mean, they put out all the, all the heat right now in hardcore. So it's pretty fitting that um, he's able to go anywhere basically. And uh, there'll be a nice turnout and people, you know, come out to the shows. Um, This one in specific is, is definitely, definitely going to be cool. Uh, I haven't seen be all and all yet. And uh, Toby's one of a good friend of ours and he's a singer be all and all. So it'll be a cool, cool little reunion have, Dead Heat on there too, who took us on our first ever tour. So it'll be a special day. I'm really excited. It'll be, that'll be our first show. Um, I guess officially on the Triple B uh, roster. So it'll be cool. Yeah, it's a great yeah, way to great way to kick it off. And I love that uh, Triple B like embraces that you know that they're number one and they take pride in that. <laughs> Uh, yeah, because they're you know they are doing like really cool stuff for the scene and um, just the roster that they do have. It's awesome, and I, I always liked that they um, you know would do those um, roster shirts so you can see like how um, it's like you know changed over the years with like you know bands yeah. um, you know getting signed and bands um, leaving. And it's funny now because uh, you see other record labels doing roster shirts, which um, I, I think is cool. I feel like you know, record labels should be proud of the bands that they have signed. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So it's it's a trend that I do enjoy because I like seeing um, you know the labels recognizing and you know being proud of who they have on the roster. So it's kind of cool to see like all these like different band logos like together. Cause you're like, so sometimes it like, cause there's so many bands like you, you forget like, like, Oh shit. Like I totally forgot. And so, um, sometimes you don't realize like, Oh yeah, these bands are on the same label. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. It's, it's probably the coolest, like, that whole the band roster shirt is probably the coolest thing um i remember seeing it, i remember seeing it like all the time back when um like a couple of years ago kind of when it first started when um and when bands like uh friend or foe and like demolition and stuff like that were on it and it was like um different sounding bands but they were all on the same thing like you said like even their own logos and stuff and it was all in the shirt, and I always thought that was so cool. And then, um, just like you said, like over the years, like seeing like all the bands that have been added, and then everything like that. So one, um, I know that he like put out like uh, like he's doing some sweat, uh, some sweats that have our name on it. And um, I don't know about a shirt. I think so, but uh, it's pretty cool. It's pretty crazy to see and. Uh, definitely cop him yeah uh, it was cool to see you guys on the sweatpants <clears throat> excuse me but um I, I, was, I was just thinking too as you're um, bringing that up like i'm not sure if you guys were on the complete roster shirt yeah i don't know i haven't i, I saw that he posted um like the pop-up thing today and i tried like looking at it but i couldn't really tell um but whenever it happens it'll be special i'll definitely have that it's cool 
Yeah. And for some reason, I, I thought the um, pop-up was starting tomorrow. I didn't realize it was happening today. Dude, yeah. I Honestly, I wish I could come up to LA earlier because I wanted to come check it out um, as soon as possible. But I didn't know it was... I think it started, you said, like 11 or something, like 11 or 12. So it's been going on already. Um, and yeah, I guess it's on till Sunday. But I guess hopefully, I mean, I'm sure there's people that are out there right now. It's in a good spot. So yeah. And uh, it's definitely cool. So I'm stoked for that. I'm stoked that there's the show tied to it. And I'm curious if other record labels are going to try something like that and have their hand because there's like, you know, some, uh, like, you know, record labels that are in uh, different regions that I feel could pull something off like this and be successful. Yeah. I mean, as far as right now, triple B is definitely got that. Um, I guess it's the most reputable because it's just been around for however long and, put out as much as they have but i mean it's a cool idea man just having like a cool pop-up and having a show with the bands that are on the roster um any band or any label that does that i feel like it should go over super well because i think it's pretty cool that um that he does that and it would be even cool to see like other bands and other labels do that kind of thing too yeah i I miss like uh i'm like a fan of like face down records and they used to do like face down fest so just like thinking about like a a label like especially like triple b or um like you think about other labels that could try to pull something off like that instead of doing excuse me uh like a a pop-up like imagine just like just a cool fest and i know um uh like a lot of triple B bands play AHC and like towards the end of the year, which is cool. But, um, I, I feel like it would be cool to, if there was like an official fest. Yeah. Like, uh, like aside from one AHC you're saying. Yeah. Like, like a triple B records fest. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be super sick. Um, I don't know. I've, that would definitely be cool and it'd be cool to be a part of, um, have you ever been to AHC? No, never. Because um, it, it happens at the end of the year, and I I always end up doing like a lot of traveling in October, and yeah. um, just you know, getting back to work in November. And by the time December comes, like I have no more vacation time, so uh, I've never made it out to, for AHC. Yeah. Um. I mean, yeah, it's like the holidays, so it's a lot of time that you had to take off aside from just being able to travel for like a show, which I get. Um, I went once, and that was actually a cool experience. It was back in 2015. Um, it was so cool, man. I wish I could go back. Um, the past couple of years, like Distorted played, and uh, like I said, those are my those are good friends of mine. I wish I could have seen them do that, um, but I don't know. I wish I could. I want to go again cool like northeast is really beautiful as like geographically so hopefully he does it again and maybe we can play but i just want to go just to enjoy the fan the bands and stuff be a fan yeah well i I feel like that would make sense like um if it happens again this year um you guys would be like a shoe-in because if you look at every other band that's been on triple b or is on triple b from out here they've made the trek out there and played yeah it's definitely been a 
yeah, I mean, like I said, like the Storts came, went out there. Fury has been however many times. Um, yeah, it's just it's a cool vibe, man. I mean, at least the one year I went, I haven't been um, back since, but it was really cool. It was pretty. Uh, it had a good impression on me. It was pretty inspiring. Yeah, um, it'd be cool to feel that again. I always think about um, the Fury set from 2014 because I, I watch it from time to time on YouTube. And I was like, man, yeah. if I could, if I could have been there, I feel like it, it would have been so much fun. Dude, yeah, that, that video like stood out to me so much when, um, back when I, when it first came out, I feel like that's kind of what like made, at least on, from my perspective, um, I feel like that video was like the first big impression that everyone, as far as like the rest of the country had on theory. And it was super, super cool. I remember they did like a tour back in Virginia when, um, after that or before that, something like that, um, the same time they were out there with, uh, like skin father and soul search and stuff. And, uh, that was like the first time I got to see fear and everything. And like I said, like that was around the time I was getting into more, I guess the word is like youth crew, youth core type bands. Um, but I was like the only one that was like moshing and stuff like that. And it was like the coolest thing. Cause I never really like saw things like that, at least like around where I was from. So it was, it was super cool. Yeah. I, I think it's cool that you were able to catch fury so early on in their career. Cause you look at them now, they've gotten like so much like bigger and even better, which is crazy to think about because I feel like their discography from like beginning to now has just been solid. Dude, they, they can't do no wrong, man. It's that's definitely my favorite band. The, the coolest band in hardcore from since they started and until however long they go. It's been, it's so cool. Yeah, it's cool to see them just keep pushing it and um, they're doing that run for cover stuff. So it's awesome. Super inspiring. Yeah, I've always been a huge fan of Fury and I I was fortunate enough to, um, you know, stumble upon them pretty early and uh, I was able to do episode 100 of the podcast with Jeremy, which like to me it was a, a, a cool idea um but when I, I actually reached out to him and he was like super down like right off the bat just um super supportive of the idea i was just like man yeah. like this just like makes me like the band even more just knowing that you know he's just such a nice dude and just kept it real like you know i'm um, like on camera and off he wasn't some like rock star or acted too cool he was like legit the whole time yeah the coolest thing is that they're as big as they are they're super um personable still um i mean hopefully like any band in hardcore stays that way but no matter what happens, but yeah, I mean, it's super cool. Um, they're all super nice people and yeah, man, I watched that, um, interview like twice or something like that. And, um, I remember like the other day when I messaged you, I was like, are we going to meet up? I didn't think we were going to go to Disney or anything, but I didn't know if you were doing like starting to do like the meetup thing. So <laughs> that's why I asked, but, um, yeah, that was, that was, I, I mean, for you, I'm sure that was a special episode. And it was, it was cool to listen to what Jeremy had to say about it and stuff too. 
Yeah. Yeah. It was definitely something I'll never forget. And, um, I did that, um, the video, uh, um, for the podcast, uh, just because it was like such a milestone and the, you know, dream in the future, it, it would be cool to have like an, uh, studio space to bring people in because there have been people in the past that wanted to do the podcast, but they only wanted to do it in person. And I yeah. just was like, yo, I was like, I can't um, do that. And they're like, all right, well, see you later. So I'm just like, okay. Well, I was like, well, maybe in the future we can like, you know, reconnect, but um, that's definitely a goal in the future. Um, I'm not sure where this thing's headed. I just do it every week because I enjoy it and I'm stoked to be able to talk to people, like, you know, from bands that I actually listen to. I, I think it's fun for me and I, I like to be able to share that with other people who I think would be interested in knowing the things that I want to know. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's what it's all about, honestly. I mean, if no one wants to like come in, that's like no, no shame on your game. You know, it's keep doing it, man. Like, would you have i just saw that say houses was like 111 so i mean you obviously have fun with it and that's all that matters yeah for sure thank you um yeah and i've never like expected to get this far it was and honestly like if and i i talk about this from time to time like if like um, Antonio from spying, if, if he would have turned me down, I think I would have just been like, okay, that was a cool idea. He didn't want to do it. Like, let me just continue to just do the podcast, but just tell st- random stories about my day. Cause if you go back to like the early episodes, which I don't recommend, I literally just talk and like, granted the episodes are shorter. I, I, I literally just tell like the most random stories about my day. And it's like, not that entertaining. Like my, uh, cause I, I used to work in this print shop and I, I feel like at the time, the only people who would listen were my coworkers and I, I felt like they would only listen just so they could hear the random shit that I said so they could make fun of me at work the next day. Um, yeah. Yeah. So it, it's only grown into something like way cooler than what it was before, because I, I feel like people can like tune in and actually uh, learn something or actually enjoy the, like the conversation. Cause I feel like it's way more interesting than hearing about like my random adventures in Disneyland or like just whatever I used to talk about. <laughs> Yeah, man, it's a cool, um, it's a cool outlet and something you like to do. And I mean, yeah, there's, like I said, I've, I've listened to a couple of the podcasts of like friends of mine and I honestly want to listen to more, but it's, um, it's cool. And you're, I mean, I'm sure with, if I was to start a podcast, it'd probably be the most awkward thing. Cause I'm a terrible person. Like I'm terrible at, uh, keeping they're like asking questions and keeping conversation and stuff like that. So I can't, I'm not hating on if I listened to an early episode and anything, I wouldn't hate on it because I know I wouldn't be able to do any better. So, well, <laughs> well, if you wanted to try, I feel like, you know, it's a possibility. Uh, there is some work that has to be done to, you know, make something, something like this work. Um, but I feel like, uh, anybody could do it because I'm like no more special than the next person who wanted to try their hand at a podcast. I feel like the most important thing is consistency, um, which right. I've, I'm su- surprised that I've been able to be consistent with this. Um, because, going back to the early days, like I was always, um, uh, scared of the responsibility of having to keep this going. Uh, so I, I definitely had some friends behind the scenes who like encouraged me They're like, Hey, like 
don't miss a week. Uh, just keep it going. Like, um, who knows where I'll end up? Just keep going. And uh, I'm glad I listened because uh, here I am now, uh, 2020. It's been about like, I think like doing it solid, like solid with guests and stuff. It's probably been like a year and a half, two years. So it's only like something that's become a really important thing in my life. And I feel like it's a cool way for me to give back to hardcore wherever people are that want to listen to this. Yeah, that's super awesome. And it's good that you have friends that are encouraging it and whatnot. Um, we all need people like that in our lives, honestly. I had we had to have some of that with wise too, like I said, with music and uh taking a while and stuff. We've had some people like, Hey, come on, get on it. So we're trying to do our best. So you you guys have the two shows coming up, the Triple B showcase and the show at uh Chain Reaction, which I think is a really interesting place for that show to happen. I'm really stoked to see you guys in that setting. Have you guys ever played Chain before? Dude, no, I've never even been to Chain. Do oh you wow, like it? I I feel like it's a um a, like an Orange County staple. It's not my favorite venue, uh, but it's definitely uh, like I I feel like if you're into this kind of music, like you have to at least go there once. But I guess it's cool that you get to experience um, playing the venue, and then you actually get to you know experience the rest of the show there. So I feel like it'll be a good first time for you. Yeah, I think it'll be cool. I'm actually pretty excited about it um we got asked to, to play the show tonight that's in uh was it uh, la up there in la or the one in um oc at chain and we ended up doing that one um and yeah i've asked around because i don't know i guess people down here don't necessarily at least like bands i've played because they make you like pay sometimes or something like that we're not doing that but i guess that's what i've heard but I don't know. Like again, when I was younger, like I used to watch a bunch of bands play at Chain Reaction. So I've always thought it was cool. And then like I asked my friends around here that like plays in bands and stuff that if they like Chain or whatever. And I don't know. It's been like a nifty thing. They're like, yeah, it's okay, this and that. But um, I don't know. I'm looking forward to. It. I think it'll be a lot of fun. And like, yeah, it'll be cool. Like first experience of being at Chain Reaction. Yeah, it's only changed over the years because I know. Um, like it's still owned yeah, by the, um, it's like different. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I know it's still owned by the, like the guy who's owned it for years, but I feel like he just like, um, passed off. Um, and, and this is, uh, uh, like what I've heard. So, uh, this is an official, but I, I've heard <laughs> yeah, just yeah. through like talking to people that, um, the guy, he, he still owns it, but he just like passes off the booking to somebody else. So that's why the, um, the types of shows that have hit chain recently are way different than like what used to go there because chain used to have like bangers, like right. all the yeah, time. Yeah. That's what I remember like watching videos and seeing flyers of like bands playing at chain. So, and then when I moved out here, it hasn't, at least to my knowledge, there hasn't been that many shows at least yeah. that have really caught my eye that have been there. But um yeah when this one came around i was like oh i'm just like let's definitely do that one if we if we have that as an option because it'd just be cool to play and like it'd be different it'd be cool to do a different venue especially one like chain reaction yeah i, I feel like it, it definitely will be a good experience because um when i think about it like in orange county like i've only seen you guys at program and right so it'll be cool to see you guys at chain and um, wait, I, wait I'm, I, I think I lied. I, I saw you guys at the observatory 
I forgot. I saw oh, you. yeah, yeah. We've yeah. been to the observatory a couple of times. Yeah, and, and I feel like that room, the the constellation room, uh, they because uh, it's uh, the observatory and chain are owned by the same guy, to my knowledge. So I feel like that's why the constellation room has been getting like better shows than chain. Oh, yeah, yeah, that makes sense actually too, because I know they had that like a uh, that chain fest thing too uh, a couple of years ago. That makes sense. That all that that they're like linked together mm-hmm. well yeah chain reaction cool there's um obviously like you've seen videos and like it, it's cool to see like all the throwback shirts like stapled to the wall because there's like some, yeah there's some like cool bands that have played chain some history with it yeah we played i like going to the venues around here that like that have that because it seems like a lot of especially up in la like there's a lot of older venues where even like like big bands, I guess you would say, have played. Like we played that ro- the place called the Roxy um, with the Gorilla Biscuits, and there was like just I think it was like signed bricks or something. Um, but like just big bands, like the Smashing Pumpkins had like one sign. Just like I think that kind of stuff is really cool. Just like to think of the bands that have played there and all that stuff. So it'll be cool, man. Yeah, dang! I, I heard you guys play that Roxy show. How'd you guys get um, asked to play that Gorilla Biscuits gig? I'm sorry, you say it again. Um, how'd you guys get asked to play the Gorilla Biscuits gig? Um, really, even with like, because we also had like that Youth of Today show, but really, it's always just um, Maddie hitting us up. Maddie from Fury. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been. I don't know, man. He's been, he's put us on anything that's been crazy that he's probably been the one to put us on. He's been super helpful. Um, as far as letting us like play these really cool shows. And, um, I mean, even with like our, like our friend group in general, like I said, like Jinx gets on really cool shows. Uh, distort does too. So it's really cool. Maddie's been looking out. Um, but yeah, he just hits us up and we're, we're always obviously like, absolutely let's definitely play with the grill biscuits let's definitely play with you today you know so mm-hmm. it's cool yeah and it's cool to see like a a newer band play with like you know a band from that generation it's always cool to see that um that they're still putting on and um it's cool that he's reached out and definitely shown you guys support over the years yeah it's been really awesome actually and he's always i mean we're we're going to go record soon, but he's hit us up however many times and he like at random shows and he's just like, Hey, when you guys plan on recording? Cause, um, he runs, he helps do paradise studios, mm-hmm. which is, um, you know, they recorded like the paramount record. I think the new one too. Um, and then just like all like the homies bands, like the demos and even like the releases after that. So he's been, he's been looking out in a bunch of different ways and we're super thankful for that. Yeah, Paradise Studios, it's a great place to record. They put out like a lot of awesome bands. I love Suburban Fight, just like the shows. Yeah, the, yeah, like seriously, some of my favorite shows ever. Um, I'm, I'm not really into wrestling, um, but I think it's cool that they are branching out and doing something different um, with those yeah. um, wrestling shows that they that they do. Um, I really miss Suburban Fight Weekend. I, I know it didn't happen last year. Um, I'm not sure why it didn't happen, but I feel like it would be cool if it happened this year because I feel like 
those weekends were always cool because it was just like bands that never really got to play out here just all just packed like you know two days at you know program or whatever and it was just always just such a cool experience yeah it was um i know we played i think we played two i don't know if they were only two suburban fights but we definitely played two of them um and those were cool those um like the crazy some of the craziest experiences honestly because it was with like you said like bands that didn't really play out here and they're also bands that i was like look like i looked forward to playing with and it was um it was cool man those are the those are really fun weekends it kind of uh it kind of reminds me actually of um the vibe that i was talking about when i was at America's Hardcore up in Boston because I don't know it's just like everyone's just having fun there's a lot of really good bands playing it's a cool weekend Um, hopefully he brings it back that would be really sweet actually yeah I definitely hope so and honestly like I I was holding out hope for it happening last year but obviously um, it didn't happen uh, but I would love for to I think he go ahead yeah I think he got caught up with um sound in theory or something like that um at least that's what i i think that's what i heard because um he started taking on a lot of or not a lot but started helping out with sound and theory and stuff and i think um he kind of was just like busy with that stuff but who knows maybe this year we'll we'll be blessed with it yeah and it's totally totally understandable because last year was like such a big year for the fest especially with all the you know, drama of the tickets selling out and, you know, half our coming back. So (laughs) I completely forgot about that. Actually, (laughs) that's crazy. Yeah. 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 Um, did you know, uh, like a good amount of time before the fest was going down that you guys were playing? So you didn't have to worry about buying tickets. Dude. No. So, um, that's actually crazy too. Is, um, we so they made the first announcement, right? Mm-hmm. And um, we, no one, like we hadn't heard from anybody or anything. Um, and then, I don't know, I think we like, we were all like hoping to, but obviously like we didn't know. And then, I don't know, if, I mean, I guess it had to be before the second announcement, but again, like Maddie hit us up or something like that. and. Um, or Sound Fury, like, DM'd us. They slid in our DMs. Um, and uh, just asked us, and we were, like, shocked and super excited. Uh, I think it's actually crazy um, because, like, I for- completely forgot the tickets were selling out, and I almost, like, just accepted the fact that I just wasn't going to get a ticket because I'm terrible at, like, like waiting to buy like a ticket to anything, especially if it's something that's like a hot commodity. So I almost just accepted the loss and was just like, I mean, if I don't know if I'll be even be able to go cause I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna have a ticket. And then, um, yeah, we got asked and it was, I was so excited because one, it was, I mean, it was just Santa Fury is cool to play, but have heart is one of those bands that I've, listened to when I was like when I was younger 
And I used to have like one of those arms with a mind hoodies and everything when I was in high school. And so like being able to see them, it was, it was pretty special. Yeah. I feel like just the pressure of not having to secure a ticket was like a great weight off your shoulders. Just knowing that you're, you're, you know, you get to go and you also get to play. There's like just so many pluses to that. Yeah, it was, it was super cool. Cause I, like I said, I was basically prepared to either like try to get somebody to get me in or like, I don't know, sit outside and see if anyone could like help me out. But that was, yeah, I don't know. It was cool. Crazy how it worked out. Yeah. And for me, like I've been to Santa Fury so many times and I remember getting the pre-sale email because I'm on the mailing list. If you guys are on the mailing, the mailing list, go sign up for it so you can get some, some cool stuff from Santa Fury. Um, I remember I got the email and they're like, Hey, we're doing the pre-sale. Um, but it's only for like a like a small window. It was like, I think like a couple hours. Um, and I was like, okay. I was like, cool. I was like, I'll try to remember, but I, I just like forgot. So I was like, okay, whatever tickets are on sale tomorrow. Um, I'll just buy a ticket. And I remember I was at work, um, and I checked my phone and I'm like, okay, like, um, tickets should be on sale now. And I remember I went to go buy a ticket, but it, wasn't popping up and I was like, Oh, I was like, this is weird. Maybe like the site crashed. So I open up Twitter and I'll never forget. I saw, um, Anthony who plays in like God's hate and constrict and deprive. He tweeted, um, uh, San Fury sold out. And I was like, what? And he's like, you know, he posts funny stuff. So I was like, okay, maybe he's just like joking around. And then I started digging and I saw people like freaking out. Like I didn't get a ticket. Like, like did it really sell out? And then like people just like, you know, trying to figure out if it actually did sell out or not. And then when I finally realized that it did sell out, I was like, holy shit. I was like, that sucks. I was like, I've never had an issue getting a ticket. And then I was like, oh, I was like, okay. I was like, well, I guess it's my fault for not taking the opportunity with the pre-sale and then forgetting about it because I was at work. And yeah. And then I just got kind of bummed out. I was like, I was like, there's no way I, I'm, I'm going to miss the fest because I couldn't get a ticket. I'm like, this sucks. And um, I was just like, okay, whatever. But then they announced that they're going to be releasing more tickets. So I was like, okay, cool. I was like, I'm going to call up some people and try to have multiple people ready to buy a ticket to help me out so I can secure one. And right. sure enough, like the um, second time tickets went on sale, I tried I failed. I, I didn't get one. And then luckily, like my buddy Garrett texted me. He was like, yo, like I, I got one. Like, like, give me your info. So luckily I, he was able to get one for me. And that's how I got in. Cause like I, I failed twice or well, technically three times. Cause I didn't do the presale, but it was definitely a crazy experience, but it was, I feel like, um, even though it was such like a crazy issue, I feel like it was part of the fun. Like it was cool to like finally make it to the fest. Just, and just like thinking back about all the stuff that happened online and like how fast those tickets moved. It was was definitely pretty, pretty crazy, but it was definitely fun in the end. And it was cool to finally be able to make it to the fest. Pretty rewarding. Yeah. That's a good friend right there. Yeah. Because uh, luckily um, he was like one of my friends that works like, you know, early and he's at a computer. So he was like able to help me out. That's sick. Yeah. I mean, I know that. Yeah. They added like a whole other show before Simon Fury. Dude, that was crazy. I can't even imagine like being like half heart, honestly. Like even I mean, I'm sure you probably saw like the videos of them when they were playing up in Boston, too. 
Dude. and like however many people showed up to that, like Dude. that for hardcore, man, that's, that's unbelievable. Yeah. I, I knew like a bunch of people and like even some of my friends played like that outdoor show and just yeah. talking to them about like what that experience was like. I'm like, holy crap. Cause like, it just looked insane. Like you think about like, you know, hardcore and then you look at like the images and it looked like it was like warped tour, just some crazy big fest, but yeah. it was just like, no, this is just a normal hardcore show just on a big stage. It's special. It's definitely like time and place. I hope like everyone that was there remember, like remembers that forever. That's pretty cool. I know some like friends back from Virginia went, um, cause I think I'm down to nothing played or something. And, uh, I just remember seeing a bunch of videos and I was just like, damn, man, I wish I could be there. That was, that was probably the coolest thing I've seen in a really long time. Yeah. And kind of made me anxious, uh, just because it'd been so long since they played and then seeing how well those shows turned out. And I was like, holy shit, like they're going to make it out to California next week. And it's just going to be like so insane. <laughs> and like, I, I definitely wasn't prepared Dude, I can't believe the set at Sound of Fury was insane. I there was like nowhere to stand anywhere. It was it was pretty crazy. I remember like because we played, so we were. I was on like side stage on the balcony, but everyone was like crowded on the balcony too. So then I like was standing on the. There was like nowhere to stand to get a good like view of the stage or anything. So I stood on the. I was on like the second floor on the other side of the railing, like just hanging off. And I was just, um, just sitting there watching it. And the entire time I was also trying to just like, make sure I don't fall onto like these people from like the second story, mm -hmm. but it was worth it. It was really cool. And then the security guard ended up like making me leave, but I felt like the first like 20 minutes just sitting there and taking it all and seeing everyone like just go nuts to like all their songs and stuff. It was so cool. Yeah, it's uh, like, I don't know um, if there's ever going to be a band like that again. Just like even when they were active, like you could just tell that this band was special and um, the music and everything, just like their message. You're like, OK, this band is like definitely like a standout and like I, I got to take in and, and, and appreciate it while I can. And then to see them go away and then, um, you know, obviously there's like a whole new generation of hardcore kids um, that never got a, got a, like a chance to see them. So them coming yeah. back and, uh, you know, seeing just the amount of support from hardcore, like the fact that people still care, like, you know, and obviously like still very passionate about that band. I was just like, dude, this is insane. Like, I don't know if like I'll ever uh get to experience another band like that. So I was just like, okay, I was like, right. I, that's why like I was like, bummed that I wasn't going to be there, but like in the end I made it and I was like really happy that I was able to watch it and then be there, be present. And I can look back at that night and be like, holy shit, like half art came back and like I was there. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's like, that what's that's what makes it all worth it. You know, I, I remember like getting into them and they had, broken up pretty recently so it was like 09 or 2010 or something like that and i want to say they just broke up a couple of years ago prior to that so i had just missed them as far as like seeing them and i i never thought that i'd ever see them again so it was pretty cool that they did that and seeing it all go down it was definitely memorable 
Yeah, it was definitely a crazy, crazy way to like top off that night at Sound Fury. And I'm really curious to see what they're going to do this year. Like, I don't know if they're going to try to bring another big band to try to top it or maybe they can't top it. I don't know. I'm just uh, really curious and uh, can't wait to see the announcements from Sound and Fury this year, just because obviously it's like, um, our local fest and I, I just love going there every summer. It's just something cool to look forward to, you know, here in Southern California. Right. It's such a good time straight up. It's one of the coolest things that we have going on down here. Even like the shows that they just put on, like, um, throughout the year, they're always cool. People always come out and it's always crazy. So it's really cool. So I follow you on uh, Twitter and Instagram and I've seen you um, post about you wanting to leave San Diego. Is that something that you're uh, actually going to pursue this year? Yeah, actually. Um, Well, I mean, it's in the plans. Um, My, my girlfriend, she's originally from Atlanta. So um, she moved out here last year and we got our place down here in San Diego, but like I said, like everything I do as far as music and stuff is um, basically all LA or Orange County. So I'm always up there and uh, my girlfriend wants to go back to school for like film. And so it's a good, great area, obviously to pursue that. So um, we've like made, like had talks and stuff and um, hopefully well, are these, that's crazy. Um, Cause we were just talking about this like yesterday or something, but at least ends in March. Um, but I think we're going to wait it out to the end of the semester. Cause I go to school right now. So probably like during the summer sometime, but once that happens, it'll be definitely going to be a life. It's going to be life changing, honestly, as far as make, like making music and like practicing all the time and stuff like that, be just being more consistent um, artistically. So it'll be really cool and refreshing. Yeah, well, that's cool. I'm definitely glad to hear that you guys are actually going to take that serious and make that move up here, whether it be in Orange County or L.A. Yeah, anything that beats driving two and a half, three hours to practice or go to a show and I'm in. So either anywhere in Orange County or anywhere in L.A., I'll, I'll love life. And I've noticed, uh, I, I think it was like yesterday or maybe the day before you like posted a video of you playing the guitar. Is that something that you're trying to um, take more serious? Like, cause I, I've seen you um, post, you know, wanting to start other projects. Um, is there any thing going on behind the scenes, um, that you're doing other than wise? Um, yeah, there is, uh, I can, I mean, it's not really a secret. Um, I've played, I mean, like I've, kind of self-taught myself how to play guitar but i guess i've played for like five or six years now but i'm pretty decent and i just like play all the time and um actually alan who we spoke about earlier um me and him are planning to do um a little something like more soft like rock type of stuff um we'll see if that comes out but we've jammed it a few times it's pretty cool it'll be a nice uh switch up for myself um and then um nothing trying to do like another sort of hardcore band just for fun um more fast and just have fun with it um but that's about it nothing like too crazy but 
don't know. Yeah, I haven't really. I've never played guitar in a band, so I've definitely been trying to put an effort into starting stuff where I can just do something new, I guess, and uh, try to. I don't know. Find my comfort zone with that. Hell yeah! I I, I think it's awesome. I, I'm always down. Uh, to hear new music, whether it be hardcore or not, I'm always interested in, you know, hearing what people can create, especially people that I know. So I'm definitely looking forward to seeing whatever you guys do in the future. Yeah. Thank you. So we definitely covered everything about wise. Um, but going past those two shows coming up, do you guys have any other shows planned? Um, at the moment we actually don't to my knowledge um i want to say yeah yeah i don't think we do but um like i said that record should we're hoping to record it soon and shortly after that we want to do we've already all talked about it and we kind of want to do a lot this year so hopefully after that um i mean we can play a lot of shows down here and we want to try to go back to the East coast and just do a bunch of shit, man. We want to just take it all in and just enjoy it and play as much as we can with all of our friends and just have fun, you know? Yeah. You guys put out that record and then you guys can do the festival circuit, which, uh, <laughs> which would be cool. You know, like imagine you, cause uh, I feel like obviously like you guys have played out of state before, but I feel like it'd be cool to see you guys on the other big fests um, across the U S yeah, I mean, if we whatever comes our way, we would definitely be more than willing and appreciative. Um, but obviously, all we can handle is just take care of finishing this record. So that's kind of why we're we're just playing these couple shows, and I think we're just gonna chill as far as playing. Maybe I think mean, something pops up, we'll play it. But um, for the most part, we're just trying to trying to just get this done, man. It's been been a long time coming so want to finish that and then look forward to whatever comes after that well nick i want to thank you for coming on the podcast it definitely means a lot to me um especially since you did give me the time back in the day with that email interview um i was like you know pretty stoked because i was like okay i was like i I hope he's down to you know answer these random questions that i have so the fact that you're willing to do that back then and the fact that you're willing to come on the podcast now definitely means a lot and i really appreciate it yeah man uh thank you as always man it's really really cool to see what um what you got going on and i appreciate you even asking me again for even a second time um if you ever dude we can always do it again you know what i'm saying i'm sure i'll see you around maybe even this weekend so it'll be cool to catch up and thanks for even letting me have the hour of your time for sure and before we go is there anything you want to shout out or plug Hmm. I don't really have much. Uh, if you're going to the shows this weekend, go see Be All End All. Uh, I don't know. Listen to the new app, Star. That's all I got really to say. All right. Well, there you guys have it. It's been another episode of the Jamer K podcast. Always on top.